Okay, welcome to Hashtag Human Podcast, the podcast where we look at the things that come up for us on our road to, to success. Those human tendencies that have us feeling like we are not perfect, we're not exactly the way we should be. Today, I have a very special guest I'll be chatting to, the gorgeous Silvana. Silvana Tedesco is an Australian fashion designer and business owner that has seen her work travel across the globe and showcased on many a red carpet. Her passion extends beyond that to the world of curves, where she believes every woman should be given the opportunity to dream, and that includes being clothed in garments that make them feel unstoppable which is something very passionate to me as a larger woman. So welcome, lovely. Thank you so much for Thank accepting you. my invitation. <laughs> Thank you so much. That makes me feel emotional hearing that back. It does? It really is. Um, that is my vision and, and, you know, to give women the chance to dream. And I feel like as a curvy woman, like my whole life, you know, you, I haven't been given that opportunity and to be able to give it to other women to dream up the life they want and to look a certain way, like to, to dress a part, you know, to back that up, to back their life up. It's just something that hasn't been handed out to us. And, yeah, so I've already gone, <laughs> I've already like gone off with the, whatever but that's it's really important for me to say that um first and foremost because it's a strong passion of my a passion of mine to get that message across that we do have a chance to dream and have the same opportunities as everyone else that's okay i'm happy to go off topic too because what when you were yeah. saying that i was thinking about this is all about on our road to success and i have since i was very young had a picture in my head of what I would look like one day, whether it be on the red carpet or me collecting an award or speaking somewhere very publicly, you know, with a large audience. And I can tell you down to the shoes, what I was wearing in that image. Yeah. I know exactly what I look like. I know how my hair was styled. I know like, and the thing is, I probably look so far from that image I have in my head of what I look like when I'm successful that that holds me back constantly because yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Are we head. ever there yet? Are we no. ever there yet? <laughs> and I think it's so, it's such like we have to remember that we're doing our best on the daily and that it actually, we can have this beautiful picture in our mind. I thought I would be somewhere else to where I am today at my age. Like I thought I, I had my whole I was meant to make it, whatever that looks like, at 30. And now yes. I'm 39, so I'm like, I'm nowhere near it. Does that mean I haven't done well? Does that mean I'm never going to get there? It doesn't, but I'm being grateful for the moment that I'm in and trying, really trying not to go future and think about those things so much because seriously, we're human and we it gets us down. Like I know it does. It makes us feel like shit, then we're we're backstepping on being confident and then we take those moments and then they turn into 25 more crap moments and then everything just piles up and then we don't do anything and we feel even worse <laughs> so we have like keep that beautiful image but just because it doesn't look exactly the same it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of being successful 
yeah and that success may actually not look like that it might look very very different <laughs> yeah and you get to change the rules every single day the moment you want to change the rules for yourself like you can there's no no one's got a rule book written of life nobody mm-hmm. yeah so tell me what started your interest in fashion where did this all start for you um well I actually oh my god I was going to choose between graphic design and fashion design I actually wanted to be a barrister really if I'm going to be honest wow yeah so in year 10 when you go off and do your work experience I did it with a family lawyer and he was brilliant because he treated me like I had already had a law degree like he welcomed me we we met with clients he let me sit on everything I didn't make one cup of coffee in my work experience I was there I went to court it was brilliant then I thought oh god I don't know if I could handle the reading and family law is very emotional and I'm an emotional being I cry (laughs) at like a coca-cola ad so relatable relatable (laughs) Maybe that's not for me, but I still have kind of an interest right now of of doing law. But um, I went on and I just, I always did art at school and I did a folio in like year 12. And then I thought, okay, I can do fashion or I can do graphics. And I kind of just chose fashion because I knew as a young kid, like I've always, I've been curvy since I came out of my mother. I've been curvy so (laughs) not gonna lie um so I I knew how hard it was for my mum to clothe me when I was small and when I was growing up like I was going to men's stores in my teens and oh if I look back now and think about it it makes me so emotional like yeah it kind of took my femininity away like I knew who I wanted to be but I couldn't find the tools to support me and to support me to feel like that so Mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna help other women feel amazing because I don't want the kids of the next generation to go through what I had to go through so I'm like okay I'm gonna try fashion I'm gonna do fashion that's where it all started and then when I when I started fashion school I knew I was going to have my own label. I just knew it. I, I, I remember sitting at the sewing machine. I was like a shit sewer. <laughs> I'm like, I was. I think I said to the girl next, I'm going to have my own label anyway, and people will come and they will sew my clothing, and that's exactly what happened. But um, that's how it all started. Just knowing the struggles of growing up and not having nice clothing. And back then, it was. If you were bigger than a 12, you were like outcast. You were like, you were this, you were almost alienated. Like it was terrible. And it's still happening now, if I'm going to be honest. But back then it was, it was worse. You could not have fat on your body. No, and I'm, like I said, I'm tall too. I'm six foot one. So I'm literally like a, a fat giant. Like I'm giant. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? But Kim, even at school, that's what it feels like because you're yeah. so much higher. Um, I've got a daughter who is six foot two, nearly six foot three. Wow. And what you were just talking about with um 
I think she was about nine or 10 the first time I took her to a men's store. And she also had a very funky kind of short shaved head kind of yeah. like with longer at the front. And um, I can remember they used to say, oh, what would you like? Um, you know, here's the men's section, like the boys section, what's your son into? And every time she would just kind of, I watched her kind of like, oh, I put her head down because she didn't want to correct them that she was a girl. Um, she didn't have... Yeah she hadn't developed yet so you know what I mean yep. she to them they thought that she was um a boy and I often wondered how how much that's shaped her her vision of herself because she does have self-confidence issues yep. and I think it's just because she's never been able to have that visual look when she looks in the mirror of, wow that's that's me and I love that yeah and yeah. that I mean I can totally relate but that is a work in progress that we have to work on ourselves. Mm. Keep getting up, looking at ourselves in the mirror and reminding ourselves that we are who we are today. It, yeah. We can choose who we want to be tomorrow or we can make steps towards being who we want to be, but we have to remember that it is us right in this moment and really letting that soak in and going, I am okay right this second and I am safe I am doing the best I can mm. that's a constant reminder I have for myself like if I'm having that those thoughts um it's to the mirror and I am doing the best I can I am hot like I am <laughs> beautiful I am unstoppable I am powerful and I can achieve anything I want to do and I know that sounds so dorky but it oh, works no. Exactly. No, it really does. So if you've been in um, doing this for like 13 years, what have you noticed around body positivity and like the, the, the fact that we do have models in a variety of sizes and stuff now? Like when did that kind of, when has that actually shifted or is it just, is it still a big work in progress? What, what have you seen in those 13 years? It's definitely changed. There's still so much work to do. There's still so much work to do. I feel like, oh, God, I could talk about this for years. Um, <laughs> it has changed. You can't say that it hasn't changed, but obviously still a long way to go. I feel like there was such a segregation, in, if I'm allowed to use that word, because I can't think of another word right now. Um In the fashion industry, it was like skinny people over there, whatever skinny is compared to what because someone made up some rules that that group is skinny that group is fat or curvy whatever you want to call it um even just that so, um that that um label plus size it's like it's, you're this oh but God. you're more but you're more you're bigger it's, you're larger it's, you're like, <laughs> it's the worst plus <laughs> fucking it's the worst two words in the fucking dictionary oh, am i to swear on you you know what not a problem <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sorry to the people but that's just me I'm sorry but that is me um because yep. it makes me so angry see I have to swear um what was I saying about being separated yeah. um I still feel like it's around and nothing disheartens me more than having to go to a section of a store yeah. Like why can't there just be a label that is and why can't, like that gets on my nerves. So I guess 
I mean, but with what I do, I do custom. So I can make for any body, any shape, mm-hmm. any size. But if I'm talking about mainstream, mainstream commercial clothing, having to go to a separate section, yeah, that is still the same. That That is there's still separation. Yeah, yeah. There's still division and it's... I know all like there's so many more models now that they're using like plus size models, all that stuff. Um, and there's so much more awareness around clothing and making bigger sizes and all that stuff. But it's the labels that people put on it. And it's like, hang on, it's just as fashion, it's just fashion. Why do you have to say it's the shape of it? It's the shape of it as well. As a 20 size 20, yeah. size 22 person. Um the difference between a 14, 16, even sometimes a 16 and the 18, they all of a sudden don't have a waist. And the room they give you for your boobs is the same size as the room they give you for your waist and your butt. And so all of a sudden you get this potato sack kind of shape. Because I think mainstream (laughs) companies think that you don't, just because you're what they deem as big, that you don't have shape or you want to wear a sack. Well, no, we all have shape. We all have a waist. We all have hips. We all have a bum. And some of us actually would like to show it off. The definition between those would be lovely sometimes. So absolutely. (laughs) And I just think someone's made this, I'd like to meet these people that have made this rule book somewhere. And it's like we need to throw it out because you are you and fashion is fashion. You can do whatever you want with it. But I don't like that it's, um, I don't like that there's division in the fashion industry and I still think it's happening. Um, it does need a lot of work, but that's up to companies themselves to ch- make the change. I mean, yeah. we as the public need to speak up um, and make change, but until that's done, it's, it's still going to stay the same. That's just how I feel. I mean, there might be people that disagree with me, but that's my opinion. No, I, I think you're, I'm, in my experience, I, I agree. And I think sometimes the fact that you do customs, I think that's probably a lot of the answer. Traditionally, you know, a lot of mums made clothes for their kids back, you know. Yeah. I know that my grandma in the 50s was making clothes for her kids and they'd buy the patterns and if a pattern wasn't big enough, they'd add newspaper and they'd just make these beautiful tailored yeah. clothes that fitted all people. Yeah, even commercial and- patterns. <laughs> I sorry, I didn't mention this. Even commercial patterns, you unfold one and you see how big the fourteen or sixteen is. It's friggin' tiny. They really it's are tiny. So you need like, yeah. Don't even get me started there. Yeah. No, I know newspaper. <laughs> watching my grandmother, everything was done on newspaper. Like yeah. because the patterns just didn't have enough space. They were, they weren't big enough. <laughs> yeah. Tiny, tiny, tiny. So do you obviously you are creating fashion, but what about what's fashion for you? If I asked you what your favorite accessory or your favorite outfit were, what are they? Okay. Well, fashion for me is an expression of myself or yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite accessory. Oh, I do love a pair of specs. Like I wear glasses, but I haven't got them on today. I love glasses. I love hats. Yeah. Hats are definitely something that make me feel different. So if I can't find the proper outfit that I want, I generally would put a hat on 
and that just even if it's a cap it makes me feel like a boss yeah so it changes yeah it changes how I show up yeah lipstick if if we're talking accessories lipstick game changer if you're having a shit day I guarantee put pink or red on or a bolt like bold purple whatever it will your day and the amount of people that will compliment it like you just I find every time I wear it and it definitely changes your your feelings it changes your mood 100% do you have a favorite outfit like do you are you a little black dress kind of girl do you have your favorite outfit I love black jeans you'll see me in black jeans a lot um I love a good blazer even though they're hard to find. I've found a few lately. Yeah, I just like to keep it simple. I don't, you know, but part of me, I guess half my personality likes wild, like big bows, big collars, big cuffs. I love that stuff, but it's you can't find it anywhere. Um, and that's that thing where you've got in your picture what you want to be and what you want to show up as, but you can't bloody find it. So we need more fashion labels to kind of create more things um but yeah I would say a good blazer is probably my favorite thing if you get a good blazer that's made well I can guarantee your mood will change because you can't feel anything other than being a boss like shoulders (laughs) done well like I just love it I love it oh look shoulders as I um the amount of shoulder pads that I have to remove from things just because I don't actually have that larger shoulders and um if I wear shoulder pads I kind of look like I'm playing for a football team are you sure is that just your (laughs) opinion I bet you don't um and I so I'll take them out but I've had in my whole life there's been like five pieces of clothing that I have worn to death like just complete for that very reason I just feel like I'm I just feel like I'm gorgeous I'm gorgeous they're just we all need those outfits in our wardrobe that make us feel like that but when there's lack of availability that becomes a problem yeah and none of those I bought in a shop uh like a brand new they were all thrifted um or given to me in like throwaways that just I happen to try on and they happen to sit yeah well yeah yeah so I've actually never bought a piece of clothing in my life that was a a forever piece for me ever I've only ever been I've only ever found them at op shops or like I said be gifted them and try it on and go well there's a black velvet full-length dress that you might see in some of my photos on my website I got that a few years ago when a friend um, passed away and she left it to me and honestly that dress would have to be up there with like what I always wanted yeah yeah and it's because it's like a stretchy material but it hugs in all the right places and it's just I always get compliments every time I wear it makes you feel good yeah 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 and it's noticeable when you're feeling good of course it is yeah so what would you say has been your biggest challenge in following your dream or your goals? Like for you personally, what would you call your biggest challenge? Oh, I could cry now. That's okay. We um, can all get. 
if I'm going to be completely honest, it's not feeling good enough. Yeah. The old imposter syndrome creeps in. Comparison. Comparison killed a lot of my dreams. Yeah, and when you're comparing to other people that you thought yeah. were similar point in their journey than you or just people you looked up to or? Um, I think people that I looked up to but even people that had done nothing up until, you know, of late and then, you know, I've sat back and watched and gone, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. Like, and then I felt like my whole career was, I felt like I was a fraud, which is like imposter syndrome. And have a million people remind me that, Silvana, no, you're being silly. But it's, it's not feeling good enough. And I think that's with a lot of people. We just don't feel good enough. And we're constantly comparing. And that is a killer of all dreams. I can promise you that. And my advice to others is to get out of that mindset because yeah. it will it, it will literally leave you in, in the corner and you don't want to be doing that. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. It, it's a dark place. I, I think yeah. I can honestly say I know I shared um, a short podcast uh, last year on imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough or that little critic, our inner critic that just constantly... Yeah. It literally sits on your shoulder, looks at everything around you and goes, they're doing better. They're doing better. Yeah. <laughs> You're not as good as them. Why haven't you done that yet? That And so I totally agree. I think comparison is hot. How, how are you working on moving through that challenge? Getting up and doing things anyway. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but I do fall into the trap of I get so many ideas on the daily. And I have a really not great habit of trying to do all the things I get an idea for and not finishing them. And that is not great because then I leave 20 tasks undone and then it makes me feel even worse. So what I'm trying to do is really focus on one thing at a time, but being creative, like how can you? Like, come on, let's face it. Like, I want to do a million things. And I know I was talking to you earlier today about, you know, I want to experiment. I want to, I'm at a time in my life where maybe there's other things that I want to do. And I'm, you know, getting into more my spirit side and spirit art and spiritual development and psychic development and all that. And it's like, well, no one knows that side of me. Um, But maybe it's something that I, you know, I do want to do. And I think that, I think everyone has so many parts that are, that make them up. And as creatives, it is really hard to um, pick any just one. And often there's such different areas, you know, like. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's so many different things. So many people in my audience were like, oh my gosh, you're studying archaeology. What's that got to do with Oracle cards or, you know, teaching business and leadership and I'm like oh that's just an interest area who says that we're not allowed to change though exactly like tomorrow I might just decide "Hmm, okay I've had enough still creative no one's you know I'm gonna go and try a b and c but even like because I always think 
oh, it'll just become a hobby. Like it'll just be my hobby at night time. So why, why can't I just do that extra thing? But then you do start to lose focus on the things that, you know, mean more to you and then everything else kind of collapses around you and you find yourself in a heap because you've started up too many things. But I find it really challenging to turn my mind off. Like yeah. I, I find it really hard. I find meditating hard. And someone said to me the other day, um, what did they say to me? Like meditation. Oh, it was one of my mentors. Um, yeah. She had told me that meditation should be whatever you're doing that makes you forget about the moment. Yeah. And I was like, are you telling me that I do not need to sit in one spot and close my eyes and pretend that I'm not getting thoughts coming in? And she's like, absolutely not. That is not meditation. And I was like, it actually was a game changer because I struggle with Uh, traditional meditation. Guided meditations, I have never, ever been able to do. And this is, um, as someone in the spiritual arena, it's quite interesting because I've even been asked a few times would I do meditation tapes for people and I'm like I can't do something that doesn't work for me or that I can't utilize um so for me my meditation are those little rituals that I do regularly that just bring me back to me it might be sitting outside looking at the clouds while I drink a cupra and just letting my mind wander but without reining it back in you know, like acknowledging yeah. the thoughts, letting them kind of just do their thing, but not really holding on to any of them, if you know what I mean. That's my meditation. And that's like, the, honestly, the closest I will ever get to what you see in the movies as meditation. That's, yeah. that's as close as I'll ever get. It's hard. Like anyone that can actually sit down and tune other thoughts out, absolute full respect because it's friggin challenging and I can't do it yep and so many times so my next so my next question for you is probably going to be one that you know I understand that you might struggle a little bit with answering but we'll give it a go what's next for you Silvana what's next for you um I don't know look I am still here doing my thing I I'm definitely diving into my spiritual side at the moment um I really want to explore if there's something in that for me because it keeps coming up and I've really taken a liking to it and you know mediumship in particular so I'm just dabbling my toes in that at the moment and I've gone back to spirit art just to become just to get back to me like you said before just to come back regroup have a little fun creating other things like we use pastels and you know other types of mediums so I I enjoy that because it's a break from what I'm doing during the day and it's just bringing myself back. And that's my, that's becoming my meditation for two hours a week. You know, what a, what a beautiful 
meditation though like to be able yeah, to be creative and it also be you know giving you that grounding yeah, that's fantastic. the best but I'm always like you know I've got the queen of curves happening I you know obviously I want to speak more about the messaging and the importance in the fashion industry um to have more labels and to have more diversity in the fashion industry like that's a big thing for me um so I want to do more work with that I want to, you know, I want to have workshops. I want women to come and, you know, work with me. I've actually got a retreat coming up that um, me and a girlfriend are hosting. Um, you know, it's Awaken the Spirit Within. So really deep, deep diving and finding out who we really are and who we really want to be, like the, the true essence of who we want to show up as and who, you know, just getting rid of old belief systems that hold us back. All that's yeah, it's awesome. Like all of that's so important to me. It's really watching women evolve into the people they deserve to be, and the ones that have put a lid on it for so long. Like I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to not speak up. I'm still quiet. I mean, I've spoken nonstop on this, but (laughs) like I'm actually quiet. I, I stay quiet because I've been too afraid in the past to speak up. And I guess I'm trying to get women to not do that because everyone does have a voice and everyone is important and everyone is has a right to an opinion. So where can our listeners um, find you if they wanted to keep in, in contact with you, if they wanted to check out your work? On- um, so I've got Instagram. Um, you can check out at the Queen of Curves and um, Silvana Tedesco, which is Silvana double underscore Tedesco, all my works there. But um, yeah, if you want to reach out, the Queen of Curves is the place to go. Um, and you have lives on your Instagram each week, don't you? Is it Thursday night you go live? Every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to come on one week. I'd I would love, love to have to. you on. Yeah. I would love to. Yes, please. So now we get down to the three questions that um, I'll be asking everyone who I get as a guest oh, on yeah. my show today. Do you consider yourself successful, Savannah? Oh. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. I, I never used to, but do you know what? In the last few weeks, I'm like, you are, no matter what, um, oh, I was going to say, like, it's hard for me to explain because I thought success looked one way, but it yeah. actually wasn't. And I actually am successful. I created something that I knew I was going to create regardless of the outcome. I'm still here doing it. So I think I'd be ripping myself off if I said I wasn't, but I have had many, I don't want people to be fooled that I have had many dark, dark moments where I'm like, I have failed. Yeah. Up until a month ago, like I have failed. So what advice do you wish someone had told you earlier about this path to success, about, you know, the process of success? Definitely doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, not to be so hard on yourself and not to compare. Like I just wish I had that 15 years ago, that piece of advice. Um, and that not everything is always as it seems. I really, really 
can't stress that enough. Like we have social media now and you think you're watching someone that's, oh, my God, they're just doing so amazing and why aren't I there and why? You don't know what is going on behind that. Like so don't compare. Just stay in your own lane. I love that advice. Stay in your own lane. I first heard that um, a few years ago when I was at TAFE and I just thought it was so so beautiful you know like just stay in your lane you can have an idea of what's happening around you but you should be looking towards the future and where you're headed more than yeah. anything else yeah yeah that's it well thank you so much that's probably the last of my oh, questions that's okay. for today sorry so- you were you looking for one word answers i'm not a one word answer type of gal no so- i i really enjoy sorry. that kind of chatting um I, I like the chat style of interviewing people because yeah what I really want is for the people listening to this to understand that we all go through exactly the same fears the exact same times and challenges where we honestly believe we failed where we think we're not good yeah. enough and what I'm hoping is that people can hear how we've moved through those challenges what we're doing to try and rectify those beliefs so that they know that they're there's still an end goal there this they can still make it there there's nothing to oh, say absolutely that, you know that it's overall that they're not successful enough um success yeah. looks very different the For further into people. it you get yep <laughs> yep and i mean it this and there's always constant work to be done yeah i think people forget that as well like you think oh yeah i'm just going to get to that goal that's it there's so much more past the goalpost, if that makes sense. It's always it, a constant. Things are changing all the time. You've got to keep up with things and, you know, it's it's constantly evolving and changing. And I think if you're just self-aware and it's all you can do, you just do your best. I do my, I try my best and my best is my best. It's not someone else's best. And oh, I think- I- I do have one more question for any um, budding fashion designers out there. What would you recommend if there's people listening to this that might be thinking or contemplating studying fashion design or becoming a fashion designer? What what advice would you give to them now before they even start on that journey? Oh, my God. Um... And you can't say don't do it. No, I was going to say just go for it because so many people have this thing and I know this is like generational stuff um, and I've watched it before my eyes that you'll never make it as a fashion designer. It's too hard. My careers counsellor at high school told me to forget about being a fashion designer. Do it. Go for it. Like don't let that shit get in your way. Like have a go. If that's if it's a burning desire in your heart and soul, you have to try it. Like you have to. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But give it a go. And you don't need to look. People put a lot of emphasis on getting an education, which is totally fine. I get it. It is important, and I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity in my country. To to be able to study. I I am fully grateful for that. However, I I never finished fashion school, but I had a dream and I went for it and I knew I was going to have a label. 
And I just did it. I did it with no experience, to be honest, the business side of it. I mean, and I've I've screwed up so many times, <laughs> but I've just done it. I just, I'm still here. So just do it. That's my biggest advice is don't be afraid. And your style is your style. Don't get caught up in what other people are designing or doing because that, it happened to me, that will kill your dreams. Yeah. So if you need, if you want it, give it a go. I really like that advice for anything, honestly. If if you have a desire, if it's in there and it's something that you're constantly contemplating and you're just a bit too scared to give it a go, you have to give it a go. It's not going to stop feeling like you're not going to stop thinking about it just because you decide it's not maybe the safest option. Safest option is not usually the one that brings you the most happiness. (laughs) No, boring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And personal growth. Personal growth. You would say you've grown amazingly through those mistakes that you've made? Yeah, like when I make a mistake now, I don't even call it that. I just I'm like, oh, awesome, another lesson. Yeah. Another lesson that I've learned and I'll never do it again. So it's actually exciting to stuff up. Excellent. As long as you're not hurting anybody intentionally. Like I don't hurt anyone intentionally. But, yeah. like, if I stuff up, I'm like, okay, cool, I'll fix it. I'll be honest. And then I'll just move on from it. Like people are doing, like, as you can notice in the world, world people are doing some crazy stuff they're hurting other people they're not being they don't have good intentions you know there's a lot of selfish people like that just are out to actually hurt people unfortunately there are people like that you just have to set good intentions for you and yourself and that's it that's really it yep and just like I said before just stay in your own lane I think I've gone off topic again there but that's okay. But, yeah, I stuff up all the time, so it's the best. I'm pretty sure we all do. And and owning those mistakes, learning from them, seeing them as a learning experience. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting because yeah. you're never going to do it again. You're like, shit, that's off my list. <laughs> like have a bucket list for mistakes because it's like, fuck, I ain't doing that again, like ever. It is exciting. Embrace the mistake. Yeah, beautiful. I think that we'll leave it there because that's a great bit of advice. Oh, my God, yes, sorry. Thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us today. I've really enjoyed this. And if you to check out Sylvana's work, Instagram, the Queen of Curves, I will share um, some links when I when I put this episode up, though, on the podcast. So check that out. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I'm...